Let's get over to India. Bharat Sundarayson joins us. Bharat, so much to talk about ahead of these first uh, these semi-finals, but can you give us a weather update? We're hearing for Thursday torrential rain, cyclones. What is the latest forecast on the ground for Thursday? I think, I mean, to start with, Julian, it is a cyclone season uh, in this part of the the country, the eastern coast. The Bay of Bengal does uh, have a bit of a temper this time of the year, but it, it's it's it generally like sweeps away and hits uh, the state of Odisha, which is next door to us here in Bengal, uh, which is where Calcutta is. But uh, I mean, yeah, we're hearing mixed reports, to be honest, Julian, and it's not there've been no signs of it like but uh but, like you know you read the newspapers there uh, there are warnings here and there but uh yeah but you look at look at their weather apps it says like oh, there's a five percent chance of rain um and like you know despite having lived in australia for five years no i am no weather expert like everybody else is <laughs> yeah. uh, but <laughs> i don't know where the cyclones and rains come together i have no idea but uh yeah i mean at the moment i don't think we're thinking uh that far ahead but yeah, I mean, there is there is talk of like uh, a lot of weather coming over, not just on Thursday, but also on Friday, which is the reserve day. And obviously, I think the reason we are talking about it is if the game is washed off for some reason, uh, South Africa will go through because they finished higher than Australia. Tell us about the feeling around the Indian team, Bharat, 24 hours out from their semi-final. Nine from nine, they've been the best team in the pool games, but I don't need to tell you that uh, this has happened before and come semi-final yeah. and final time in a, a, a vast array of ICC tournaments, India haven't got the job done. How much has that been spoken about in the lead-up to this game? Oh, that's been everything. And especially because uh, it's New Zealand who they'll be facing in the semi-final, Julian, who stopped their run yeah. four years ago. Uh, and they've done it before. New Zealand have beaten them in knockout games uh, a few times now in the past. And uh, So there is that uh, that concern as well. And you look at that New Zealand team, it's pretty much uh, the same as uh, what you had in 2019, except maybe a Devin Conway and a Rachin Ravinder. Uh, everybody else is still around, Bolt, Saudi, Henry, all of them. So um, I think, uh, yes, the, the Indian team, or maybe not so much the team, but everyone around Indian cricket, uh, dominant, as indomitable as they have looked in the league stages. Uh, but it, it, it all comes to naught if they can't go past New Zealand and not make the final in Ahmedabad. Uh, but having said that, there just seems to be this different kind of aura about the, this current Indian team, uh, whether it's Rohit Sharma as captain or just the fact that it, as the tournament has progressed, all of them have just uh, seemed to be in peak form, right? This is not a team which has had people chipping in. This is a team which has had like people putting on starry performances game after game after game, uh, which is very unlike 2019, where... They kind of won a lot of games, but there was issues in the middle order. MS Dhoni was on his last leg. The number four was an issue. Compared to that, this just seems like a completely different team, which is why I think uh, even though people are a little nervous in India, they're way more confident than ever before that India will go through all the way and also win the title. It's been a strange tournament for New Zealand. Great start, slump in the middle, a couple of wins off the back. What would be the biggest concern in the New Zealand camp from an Indian point of view? Uh, I think uh, because they're playing in Mumbai and we saw even when Australia played there, uh, I mean, you were just listening to Glenn Maxwell there, but, uh, you know, the what the new ball does uh, under lights. So, I mean, the way I look at it, like, look, India, like South Africa for that matter, when they bat first, they just look so different. Like, they look just 
so much more confident than while chasing, despite having like chase masters like Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma in there. Uh, but especially against New Zealand, if there is a repeat of the 2019 semi-final where New Zealand bats first and you know put wherever I mean um, I mean they may just do 40 in uh, Manchester, but if they can make like 340, 350, and then if the new ball does damage, like Trent Bolt does what he has done so many times, and you know the ball does move around uh, and can make early inroads, then I think India will be under pressure. That's the only real window I can see. I mean, having said that, there is a lot of dew in Mumbai as well. So, I mean, the other way to look at it is if uh, somehow New Zealand find a way of not letting India make more than 250, 270. But again, that bowling lineup is just looking so good. So, there aren't too many holes that this Indian team has. And But again, in my opinion, it's that thing. If New Zealand bats first and bold goes wild under lights. Yeah, you're sounding quietly confident, though, Bharat. So I like that. I like that. Now, we played Mitch Dark's uh, comments before. He'd like to see uh, ODI cricket go back to the use of one ball. You know, it stays a bit softer, promotes reverse swing. Has he got a point there, or is this just a bowler that hasn't had a great World Cup cutting up rough? Yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely said this, Julian, and like, which is why I, I kind of started like looking back at uh, if uh, what the chatter has been about the two new balls in the last few years. And I found a tweet from Sachin Tendulkar from, I think, June 2018, when he said it's a perfect recipe for disaster. Okay. Those were his strong words, uh, the two new balls. Because he spoke about how, I mean, at this point, you'd had the two new balls for seven years. So it started in 2011, as you know. Um, and uh, he spoke about the death of reverse swing. And, uh, you know, it's not that we don't get to see reverse swing at all. We have seen a bit of it in this tournament from some guys. But uh, just overall, like, you know, it does make sense. I mean, and don't forget, even when uh, we were just using one ball, uh, by the time we got to the 35th or 36th over, there always used to be a ball change, mm-hmm. right? Like where we would get an oldish ball in. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, it's reverse swing has, has not really... Uh, and the conditions haven't been conducive either. Especially while bowling second, the balls got wet, like Stark said. Uh, while bowling first, I mean, uh, it, it, for reverse swing, it's not just about a ball getting scuffed up, right? It needs to be play a little harder as well, like uh, which hasn't happened. So I think a lot of factors have led to uh, not all, but some bowlers really not having a good tournament. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting shout. And one day cricket, uh, unlike the other two formats. Uh, does get modified all the time. So maybe it's time for a change. Do you enjoy one-day games where the scores are up around 400? Or would you... I mean, we like variety. Some games are high-scoring, some games mm. aren't. But do, do we yeah. see too many now where the, where the batters just completely dominate the game? Uh, yeah, I would say so, uh, Julian. I guess where... Um, I mean, the way to put it, we, it's become too predictable. Like uh, In the sense, if a team makes 400, you kind of back the other team if, if they're even evenly matched sides like Australia, New Zealand and Dharamsala, for, for example, uh, to kind of get close to it, uh, which is, is a good and bad thing, I guess. In a way, it's good that like you, know, uh, you cannot like, uh, there are no more run, one-sided contests. I mean, there are, but not too many as compared to the past. Uh, but like, you know, the bowlers are, are being taken for granted, right? Like when you see some world-class bowlers going at well over six and over. But then you look at India and just what they've done with the ball. Uh, you know, some might say some pitches have favoured uh, their strengths, but their fast bowlers, though, have dominated on flat pitches as well. So uh, I guess it's been a mixed bag in that sense. But uh, I, I think the one beauty of one-day cricket, though, unlike T20 cricket, Julian, is that you get to see 
teams play different kinds of cricket. Mm. I mean, the Dharamsala game is a great example where Australia just went hammer and tongs and New Zealand did it their own way, their own cerebral way and nearly got over the line. And similarly with the Glenn Maxwell innings as well. I mean, we've seen him pull off some extraordinary things in T20 cricket, but they just seem to be very short. Like he would do something like that for four overs. But the fact that he did it over nearly 25 overs and then pulled Australia home, it's just why it makes this a greater innings than so many he's played in T20 cricket. One before I let you go, selection's been interesting for the Australians All-Tournament for a variety of reasons. Uh, It looks like they've got everyone available now. Who do you think will make way for Glenn Maxwell? Is 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 Stoinis the obvious one? Oh, no, it could well be Manus Labuschagne. Like, uh, look, Manus Labuschagne has had an interesting tournament. He's made 250s. He's contributed when uh, Australia have needed it most. And he, he's done it his, in his own way. I mean, he's done in a tournament which has been dominated by big scores and fast scoring. His strike rate's around 77. But that you have to put that into perspective what some of the innings he's played. Uh, he's been brilliant in the field as always. The two runouts against Bangladesh really set that game up for Australia. But will Australia be comfortable going into a big semi-final without that all-round option in Marcus Stoinis is the question that they'll ask. And so far, they've over the years, they've tended to go the Stoinis way or like having an all-rounder at number seven way. Uh, and I just I just think that's the way they'll go. So, I mean, I, I, would, I, I think Manas should play, but uh, I'm not sure whether that's how the selectors will think. And it could well be Stoinis. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, there's still, what, two more days to go for this semifinal. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, but Maxwell will definitely come back. Uh, so Manus has played the last 17, 18 ODIs on the trot. Don't forget. But uh, uh, like my gut just says that it could well be Steiner, so retains his place. Yeah, there's been a lot of discussion about it already, and there will be over the next 48 hours. Uh, Barat, it's been a great World Cup so far. The two semi-finals on paper look to be absolute rippers. Let's hope it plays out that way. Uh, enjoy the match tomorrow, and thanks again for your time. Anytime, Julian. Thank you so much.